Mara, Moed Katan, Dav Zayin. Our Masech has been dedicated by Mr. Martin Arani, Refuash Elimah, Rav Bitzalel, Ben Mazal Tov, En Narefanelo, Betoch Shar Chona Amo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's Dav on Zayin, Amud Rishon, and we're right on the top of the Amud, Ad Kama. So we said uh, that if you have uh, two ant holes uh, that are close to each other, so then they could smell each other's, uh, you know, dirt, and therefore it's not they're not threatened by because they know that there's something else in the neighborhood. So when we said yesterday's daf at the end um, that um, in order for them not to have a connection between the two end holes, you need to have a river, and the river cannot have any connection. River separating between the two holes, and there's no plank or bridge where they can go back and forth. But if you have any of those items where they can travel back and forth, so then they'll know about the other antol and they could smell it, and therefore they won't be threatened by the um, uh, by, by by the other uh, by the other ant. So now they're going to ask one more question regarding that ad kama, which means what's the distance between the two antholes that they're still considered uh, close to each other? And we'll learn that she the way that she understands that question is ad kama miruhakim hani tre malim. Even when you have a river in between them, there's no bridge. Which means even though there's a river, and even though there's no bridge, I'm sorry, even though there's a river, and even though there's no bridge, still there's a distance, uh, a minimum distance uh, between them. So the Gemara says, parsa. What does parsa mean? So it says, If there's no parsa distance between them, even though there's a river, and there's no bridge to cross it, they can recognize each other. I guess they can smell, they have good smell. So therefore, as long as it's within a parsa, even though they have no access, because there's a river, but they can't get across it. It doesn't matter. As long as it's within a parsa, they recognize each other. And therefore, regarding what we said on yesterday's daft, uh, that the way you destroy an antol is you take from the dirt of a different antol and you put it on and they think they're being attacked. And therefore, they they start to kill each other. That's only if they're not aware of the other antol that it exists. Um, and uh, the Gemara is saying over here that even if you have a river and even if you don't have access across it, but it's within a parsa, so then um, they uh, within a parsa they're still able to recognize more than a parsa. No, fine. Now let's go to the today's piece of Gemara. So we learned in the Mishnah that you're allowed to trap animals on Holamored, animals that will cause a hefsed to the field. So the Gibbara says over here, the Biuda said, from a uh, an orchard, a field of trees, where these animals, if you're not going to trap them, they'll destroy the field. It'll be hefsed, you could trap it in the normal way. However, from a a field of wheat, you could trap on Holamu'ed, but not in the normal way. What's the normal way of trapping? You dig a hole, and you put a trap in it. That's the normal way. What's the no, the, not the normal way? You put a stake in the ground, and you bang, on the, you bang it with a cordon, with a hammer. And what does it do? It causes the ground underneath to become softened, and it falls on the 
on the animal. Therefore, it's going to trap it. As she says, nor etch food where the animals are found. Umardeha adama, and basically it softens the ground. Umimaechotam, and it ultimately crushes them. <coughs> that would be not the normal way, obviously, to trap. So Gibra says, Tanya, we have a bright Rabishim on Ben Lazaromer, Kisha Amru Mister Lavancho Kedarkom. Even though we said that when you're getting rid of these animals from a field of wheat, that you have to do it in an unusual manner. That's only talking about a stelavan that's close to the city. So therefore, there's no, there's no really threat, because uh, uh, it's only close to a city. And therefore, there's no problem. However, but if stelavan is close to stelavan, that we're worried it's going to go from one field to the next. And if it goes to the stelavan, it'll be a, a big loss. So then, you could trap them from the steha lavan kedarko. Where these animals move from place to place, they might move from the steha lavan and go destroy the trees from the steha ilan. So the only one it's next to the city where there's no threat. So therefore, you could trap shelo kedarko. But again, if it's next to the steha ilan where there is a threat of great loss, so you could even trap it from the steha lavan kedarko. We learned that if you have a fence and the fence became breached, so you're allowed to fix the fence on Hola Moed, and we said also the Mishnah in Shemitah. So, but we learned that you can only fix these fences in an abnormal or unusual manner. So the Gemara says, How do you fix the breach? So use these different like uh, leaves, palm leaves and different type of uh, branches and things like that from the tree, and just to plug up the, uh, the hole. You're pile it with stones, but you don't put plaster. So that would also be a shinui. This is only talking about the wall of a garden. But if it's the wall of a courtyard, you can build the wall in the normal fashion. Because you don't, if you don't build the wall in a normal fashion, there's going to be ganavim that are going to come in. And therefore, it'll be a tremendous hefzed. So when it comes to residential, you can build the wall normally. Why? Again, you're protecting from ganavim. When, when did the Mishnah say that you could build the wall? That's referring to just protecting the garden. We have a proof to this concept that Avchazda said, You have a wall, and the wall is leaning in the Shut Rabim. Sakana. This wall over here is like tilting. And therefore, what does it say? You can knock down the old wall and build a new wall in the normal manner. Because we're worried about collapse. And God forbid, if the wall collapses, it can injure people. Oh, so what do we see over here? That we see that this is talking about a wall of the Shutarabim. So a wall of the Shutarabim where there's, uh, you know, it's a wall of a, a courtyard. So obviously it's different than a, a garden wall. Rashid says, It's no different than a court of a Hatser. Just like the court of the Shutarabim, that's about to fall. You're allowed to knock it down and build it in a normal manner. That's not a garden. So you see what? That there's a difference between a garden wall and a hatzer wall. So the Gabbara said, what are you talking about? Over there we gave the reason. The only reason why we're allowed to fix that wall in the Shul is because it's sakana. Mashma, that 
a regular wall of uh, a chatzer where there's no sakana, maybe you would not be allowed to fix. So if you have no proof from fixing a wall that is about to collapse from a, fixing a wall of a chatzer, no proof from Rav Hazdam. We have a different version of this. That's leaning in the Rishut Rebim word that it's going to fall. You can actually demolish the old wall and build a new wall because of the danger. So the Gemara now poses a question. The only reason why you can do it because there is Sakana. But if it wasn't Sakana, you would not be allowed. So therefore, Rav Chazda, how could you tell me you could rebuild the wall of a Hatzer? There's no Sakana over there. It sounds like the only time that you're allowed to rebuild the wall is when there is danger. But how could Rav Chazda come along and say you could rebuild the wall of a Hatzer? There's no danger. There might be monetary problems over there because of the Gandavim, but it's not Sakana. The Gemara says, no. There's no question against me. Over there, we actually let you knock down the old wall and rebuild a totally new wall. Here, Haka, where the wall has a breach in it, we only let you fix the breach, but we don't let you demolish the old wall. So therefore, it's two different cases. In the case where the wall is going to fall, you can knock it down and rebuild a new one. But in the case where you have a Hatser and the wall just has a breach in it, there they just let you repair the old wall on Chola Mu'ed. The Gemara says, wait, over there in the case of the wall in the Rishut Terabim, just demolish it. Why do you have to rebuild it on Chola Mu'ed? The whole point is it's Sakana. So therefore, knock the old wall down and then repair it after, after Chola Mu'ed. Why do they let you repair it? And build the whole new wall. So the Gemara says, Because if they know that they're not going to be allowed to build a new one, they won't demolish it in the first place. And if they're not going to demolish it in the first place, what's going to happen? Sakana. So therefore, they allowed you to demolish it, and they allowed you to rebuild it in order to motivate you to demolish it. That's why it's going to be possible in that case. But in the case of a Hatser, where there's just a breach in the wall, so fix the wall. There's no reason to knock it down. Because that differentiates between the two cases. In a case where you have a wall that's going to fall down in the shoot of the beam, they were very lenient. Knock it down and build it from scratch again. But she ain't a wall in a hatzer that has a breach in it. Just patch it up. Patch it up even kedarko. Why? There's a monetary loss of ganavim, but there's no reason to knock down that wall. And therefore... Of Chazda has no problem with that case. Amar Vasher Matniti Nami Daika. Am Mishnah is Meduyeket. That again, that there's a difference between a Hatzer wall and a garden wall. Diktani, what does it say? Ubashivit Boneket Darko. What do we learn in our Mishnah? In Shemitah, you're allowed to fix these walls in the normal fashion. Now, what are we talking about? Dehecha. What type of wall are we talking? Ilima the Hatzer. If it's talking about that in Shemitah, you could fix a Hatzer wall. Sidichal Demimah. You don't have to tell me that you can fix a Hatser wall in Shemitah. There's no restrictions against building Hatser walls in Shemitah. There will be no need for the Mishnah to come along and tell me that. Of course, you can, you're allowed to work during Shemitah and build Hatser walls. Mishnah doesn't have to tell me regarding that. Oh, must be it's referring to a garden wall. And what's the Hadush over here? What's the Hadush that you can build a garden wall in Shemitah? It's nothing to do with the field. No, even though it might appear that, well, that you're protecting your field now. 
because you're putting a wall around it, and therefore I would have thought it's forbidden, that it's okay, that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's permissible. And therefore it says it's not a problem. Oh, but what do you see from this over here? That the Mishnah was talking about a garden wall. But it was not talking about a Hatzair wall. Because by Shemitah, you have to say it was talking about a garden wall. <coughs> and the Hadush of Shemitah is what? That you're allowed to do with Kedarko. And in Cholam Oed, <coughs> you're allowed to do it Shiloh Kedarko. But a Hatzair wall, you could do it Kedarko. So then we've proven that our Mishnah must have been talking about a garden wall and not a Hatzair wall. Because there is a distinction, like Rav Hazdaz said, between garden walls that you're able to do Shiloh Kedarko. A wall that breached, you're allowed to do it. Kedar And now, we move on to the next Mishnah. Rabbi Meir Omer, Ro'im et anigaim lehakel, avalo lahmir. Vachamim omrim, lo lahakel, avalo lahmir. Beautiful Mishnah. We have over here a situation of somebody that has nigaim, tzara'at, leprosy. Now, we know a person who has leprosy, he has to go to the Kohen in order to get a ruling, whether he's Tameh or whether he's Taot. Question is, do we tell the Kohanim to render rulings on Sara'at on, <coughs> on the holiday, on Cholamoyed? So over here we have a Mahloket. Rabbi Meir comes along and says that we only give lenient rulings. You know, only Tahor rulings we give, but not Tameh rulings. And Hakamim come along, which is Lakir Velo Lahmir. Hakamim say, Lo Lakir Velo Lahmir. We don't let the Kohen inspect Sarat at all, not to be lenient and not to be strict. Let's read Rashi over here, Rabotai. Ruin it to the Gaim Lakir. Kilomaro Ekwen Negat Sarat Bamwed Letaher. If he's going to be Metaher the Nega, Baruch Abba. But Lo Lahmir. Why? She Imru Ekwen Chu Tameh. If the Kohen sees that it's Tameh, Eno Omer Kilum. Aha, he won't say anything. So you see, according to Rabbi Meir, it's talui under Kohen's uh, diagnosis. If he doesn't say anything, nothing happens. So therefore, if he sees it's going to be tahor, he'll tell the guy, tahor, beautiful, happy holiday, made him very happy on the holiday. But Sheikh, if it's tameh, he's not going to say anything. So therefore, no, 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 I'm done. But the hachamim obviously argue, and they say, lo la'kirva lo la'hmir, because it sounds like according to the hachamim, you cannot not render a decision. Once the Quinn's looking at it, he has to say it's either good or not. Therefore, they say that he could not uh, inspect uh, at all. Now we'll see exactly the Gemara. The Gemara is going to explain this machloket in a beautiful way. Tanya, Rabbi Meir Omer. Our Mishnah. Ro'in et nega'im lehakel, avalo lahmir. Rabbi Yose Omer, lo lahakel velo lahmir. Which is the hachamim of our Mishnah. Since we have the same machloket between the Bimi'ir and the Biyose. Again, the Bimi'ir says, Lehakel velo lahmir. The Biyose says, The Kohen should not look at Sara'at bichlal. Lo lehakel velo lahmir. Shi'im atan niskak lo lehakel. This is the Biyose talking. Because if you're going to have to look at the Sara'at and be lenient, niskak lo af lahmir, you're going to have to be stringent as well. Which is according to the Biyoseh, the Kohen must make a ruling. He cannot say, I'm not saying anything. It's either Tahor or Tameh. So therefore he says, you know what? Don't get involved, Bichlal. Rabbi Meir argues. He says, no, you can make a ruling of Tahor. And if it's Tameh, don't say anything. Again, we're going to see the case exactly in a botai. The Gemara says, we have an opinion of Rabbi. This is the key now. Amar Rabbi. 
נראית דברי רבי מאיר במוסגר ודברי רבי יוסף במוחלט. He says we're going to follow the opinion of Rabbi Meir in a case of a musgar. Well, let's review the laws of Tzara'at, Rabotai. You have a case where there was a, a, a guy who was rendered a mitzora already. The, the Kohen said, Yav Tzara'at. The first rendering he's called a mitzora musgar. Musgar means it has to be put in quarantine. Everybody knows what quarantine is, Rabotai. Now, what happens is, after a week, the Kohen looks at it again. And he has to make a ruling. If nothing changed, and it remained as is, so then already he puts him as a musgar again. That's called hesked shenit. And then he waits again seven days. And then if the tzara'at didn't change and everything was fine, the Kohen is metahed him. Or if the tzara'at starts to grow and starts to take on signs of tum'ah more, then he makes him a mitzorah muhlat. Muhlat means he is uh, totally uh, uh, confirmed, and therefore uh, they send him out chusla uh, mahane, and now he has uh, the regular the regular laws. And we're going to see that. Uh, we'll see that now. So comes the Gemara and says that that which we have this machloket between the Bimeir and the Bi Yoseh. So the Bi says, "I'm going to tell you who the halakha is like." It's going to go like the Bimi'id when it comes to a musgar. What does that mean when it comes to a musgar? So look at that sheet. Then Eidli, the Bimi'id be musgar, Shiro'in. Now, we'll see what case is this. Is this a Hezger Rishon or Hezger Sheni? Be patient, Abotai. All this will be understood. And we're going to take the opinion of the Bi Yoseh regarding the Mukhlat. Amaraba. Now we explain. I'm sorry, betahor Oh, beautiful. If the guy's tahor going into Holamoed, everybody agrees the Kohen does not look at the guy. Because it can be a problem. We could ruin his holiday. If the guy's tahor, first round, we don't let him go to the Kohen. Kohen doesn't render any ruling because if God forbid the Kohen tells him on Cholam by the way, you're Tameh, there goes his holiday. So everybody agrees a Tahor guy does not get any, Kohen does not make any rulings on him. So put that, take that out of the picture. Now continue. Regarding a guy who's already his Gerishon, everybody agrees, even the Bimeir, that he can get, give a ruling. Because nothing can change. There's no harm. If he tells him Tahor, happy holiday. Be great. If he tells him Tameh, well, he was scared going into the holiday. So he's just a scared Shani, big deal. No harm done. So everybody will agree in that case where he's scared already, there's no problem to make a ruling on it because Mimmanafshak, Tahor, he got lucky. Be beautiful. Hagsameyah. Tameh, but nothing changed. He was Tameh already. So where's the mahloket between the two rabbis? So the mahloket is ki pelige behesker sheni. Oh, where the guy already is hesker sheni, and now he can either become a muhlat or tahor. Because he's hesker sheni already. He can become worse. Muhlat, as we're going to see, is worse than hesker sheni. Now more sabar bekohen talyamilta. Rabbi Meir says, listen, you cannot render somebody tahor or tameh only on the words of the 
Kohen. So beautiful. If he says Gershini and the Kahor, Kohen sees he's Tahor, he will say what? Tahor. Beautiful. Now you made him Tahor. He has a beautiful holiday. If he sees that he's Tameh, he won't say anything. And therefore, no problem. So the, in the case of Esker Sheni, we follow the Bimeir. Lehaken velo lahmir. Mor sabaraminika bechoen talia milta. I tahor amar le tahor. If he's tahor, he'll tell him tahor. And the difference is Hagsameah. The itame shatik. And if he won't make him a muhlat on the holiday. Now, what does the Bio say hold? Umor sabah, no. Le taharo o le tameo ketiv. You must make a ruling. Le taharo o le tameo. There's no such thing as shatik, according to the Bio say. We, the Quaker keep quiet. He has to make a conclusive ruling, either tahor or tameh. So therefore, if it's going to be his kid sheni, you might ruin him on the holiday, according to the Biyose, because he might have to tell him that what? He is indeed a, 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 a muhlat. And therefore, according to him, you're going to cause him obviously uh, uh, distress on that over there. And therefore, that's the way we understand the mahluk. I'm reading Rashi now. More, second line. Let me ir damar ro'el lehakel letaher, aval lo letameh, sabar bekoen talachmana. It's talui on the kohen. Di'i metameh le havitameh. Di'i lo ba'em metameh. If he doesn't want to be metameh, lo havitameh. He's not tameh, just keep quiet. Ulhachi hazile lehakel. He could look at his ker sheni lehakel, aval lo lahmir. Di'i hazile lehavitameh. If he sees that this guy is really tameh, lo lema leklum. He won't tell him anything. Says, no. Because now you're making him from a muheskir sheni to a muhlat. That's the mahluk between the B Yose and the B Mi'id. And that's uh, uh, one way of, of, uh, of, of learning it. Now the governor goes back. Amar Mor, Amar Abi. Now we go back. It seems that we're going to take the opinion of Rabbi Yosef that we're going to take Rabbi Yosef's opinion when it comes to a muhlat. Beautiful. So that's the way we learned that we're going to take the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh, uh, regarding a muhlat, that if already he's confirmed the mitzorah, we're not going to make a ruling on him. And we're going to take Rabbi Meir regarding a muskar, and we learned that's rhetoric for a muskar shini. So the Gemara says, Hold it. We have much the opposite. We have a brighter that says, we take Rabbi Yoseh, the Rabbi said, we take Rabbi Yoseh be muskar and Rabbi Meir be muhlat. So we have a machloket. In the opposite. So the Gemara explains the two opinions of Rabbi. There's two opinions according to Rabbi. And now we're finally going to explain the whole sugya. And here's the key of the sugya. Let me just explain to you outside first, then we'll read Rashi. What does a person rather have over here? Does a person rather be with his wife, meaning Tashmish, to be together with his wife? Or does he not care about that so much, but he cares more about being with the people? One is called Saftad de Ishto, 
meaning the closeness or the companionship with his wife, and one is called tzavtat de'alma, meaning being with the people. That's where the two opinions of Rabbi are going to hinge on. Now we have to read Rashi Rabotai, and we're going to read Rashi Mor Sabar Sabtad de Ishto Adifle. Remember, we said according to the first opinion of Rabbi, we we follow Rabbi Meir Beskirsheni. Meaning, what's Beskirsheni? The guy already is a, a, a second time a quarantine. So what did we say earlier? If he's tahor, baruch haba, tahor, great. If he's tameh, he won't say anything. So he says, Because if we tell some tahor, he'll be happy. Oh, here's the key. Even if he's going to say tameh, and what? He's going to turn him into a muhlat. And you're going to send them outside of the three machanot. And if he loses his companionship with the people, once he gets thrown out of the three machanot when he's a muhlat, he cannot be with any people. He doesn't care. He's okay. You know why he's okay? Unbelievable. Has a lot to be with his wife. So therefore, according to this opinion over here, we're going to take Rabbi Meir Be Musgar. What does it mean over here? Which means we can, we'll take Rabbi Meir Be Musgar and say what? Musgar Sheni. If he's Tahor, great. And if he's Tameh, so what? Because what's going to happen? He's going to turn him into a Mukhlat? So what? So what's going to end up happening to a muqlat? He's got to leave the three mahanot. What does he lose? He loses companionship with people because he's got to be sent out of the mahane. No problem. But he doesn't care. He can still be with his wife. So since he can still be with his wife, he didn't rule his holiday. So therefore, nir'im rabimi'ir that what? We can take rabimi'ir in the case that what? Bimuskar. And therefore what? Because he's not going to lose his wife even if you make him a muqlat. Rabbi Yoseh bimuqlat. And we're going to take the biyoseh b'muchlat. What does that mean? The afilu mitaher le. Even if you're going to mitaher him, the afagab the shari le the mahane Yisrael. Once you mitaher a muchlat, he's allowed to go back to the people. It the tzara to let the sabbatad the ishto. Once already he starts to count the seven days after the queen renders him tahor. After he's a muchlat, he's not allowed to be with his wife anymore. And therefore, Yerun is out in the Asudu. They came in the Mittahed, the Mahaluto. Once he starts to become Tahor from the Haluta state, Mivedid the Mimnes Sheva Yemes Sefiro has to count seven clean days. Or seven days. Ubi Mesefiro, Asubetosmisha Mita. Dikti, Yashem Rosta, Holoshi Vatamim. Vahaloshi Ishto. Dikti Shulakim, Naholakim. So let, 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 let's get this good over here. Which means, according to the first version, that says what? That we can render rulings. We're going to take the bimeir behesger sheni. What does it mean behesger sheni? Let him make a ruling behesger sheni. You won't lose out if you make a ruling according to the bimeir behesger sheni. Why? If you tell him tahor, beautiful, he's tahor. If you tell him tameh, so what? He made, he made him a muhlat, he still can be with his wife. So therefore, since he can still be with his wife, he'd rather be with his wife, even though he loses the companionship with the with the people. 
So therefore, you have no, uh, you have no problem. Which means, it, 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 the, the first opinion holds, a guy would rather be with his wife, and therefore it's okay to make rulings like a bear, his gear, shini, because either he'll be tahor, or even if you make him a muhlat, it will be okay as well. However, we're going to take the biyoseh b'muhlat, no rulings b'muhlat. Why no rulings b'muhlat? Because if he's going to tell him that he's tahor, what's going to happen now? You're taking away his wife. Because once he's tahor from muhlat, he's got to count seven days. So therefore, you're taking him away from, the, uh, from his wife. And therefore, even though he can be with the people, this opinion holds that sabtad de ishto adiv. Beautiful. Now let's get the second opinion. Umor sabar sabtad de alma adiv. The second opinion that says that we take the bimir bimuchlat meaning the exact opposite, holds like this. Sabar, The Mitzurah would rather be with people than to be with his wife. Okay, some people are like that. So the Gebarah says over here that what? Therefore, we'll, we'll, we'll look at him in the Haluto stage. Why? If you say Tameh, he's not worse than he was already. But if you're going to say he's Tahor, at least he can go back with the people. You're right, he won't be able to be with his wife at that point. But he can be with the people. So therefore, there's no problem to take the Bimi'ir to look at, look at uh, Tzara'at, Bimi'haluto. He says, And we'll take the Bimi'ir, Bimusgar, meaning that we're not going to look at Tzara'at and a Muskar. Why? Because if you're going to have to be in Muskar, it becomes a Mukhlat. Now he loses his companionship with the people because he's got to be sent out of three mahanod. That's the difference. That's basically what this, the two, two sides hinge on. You know, what does the guy rather? Is the guy rather be with his wife? Uh, and then don't take that away from me on Chola Mu'ed or don't take away my social. Don't take away my, uh, my friends on Chola Mu'ed. So that would all depend on those two uh, items and that would depend on uh, the mahlok between the, the two opinions of Rabbi. Now, but what do you see from this over here, Rabotai? You see from this an amazing Anyan over here. You see from this, you see from this that a mitzora muhlat is mutar betashmish. So the Gemara says, "Lememra the muhlat mutar betashmish amita." Are you telling me that a muhlat is mutar betashmish amita? The Gemara says, "You know what? In yes, indeed." Look at the beautiful proof. V'yashav mechutz la'aholo shivat yamin. So it says. After the person is tahor from muhlat, meaning he's confirmed mitzorah, he's outside the camp, the Kohen comes and sees him and says, you're tahor now. Now, you don't become tahor right away. He has to count seven days. So it says, during the counting of the seven days, to get out of muhlat, the pasuk says, where does he do? He's got to go outside his tent. What does a tent mean? Whatever we say tent means, the, the house with his wife. How do we know that Aholo means Because when it mentions the Ohel, it's referring to his wife. I remember the Jewish people at Har Sinai. I think it's this week's parasha. Remember after, after Matan Torah was over. <coughs> so what did God say? Tell them to go back to their wives. So therefore, what do you see from over here? The only time it's Asubit Tashmi Shamita is when he's counting the seven days 
after halita, after he's a muhlat. But when he's a muhlat itself, it's mutar. Mutar to be with tashmish. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Shiv'at Yamim Yispirulo. Another proof. Seven days he will count. Yeme Sefiro Velo Yeme Haluto. The days of counting, it's forbidden to be with his wife, but not the days of his uh, confirmation. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he argues, Shiv'at Yeme Sefiro. If you tell me that in the seven days where he's counting to become Taor, he's forbidden with his wife. That's a kavahomer he makes. So he argues. He says if he's a suit when he's purifying himself from the Mitsura Mukhlat, certainly he's going to be forbidden in the Mukhlata itself. Danti Rabbi. I went in front of Rabbi and I told him the following. You told us, Yotam. Uziyahu is the king. And Uziyahu became a Mitzorah the last 25 years of his life. And he was a Mitzorah Mukhlat. And what? He had his son Yotam when he was a Mitzorah Mukhlat. <laughs> and then what do you see from over here? <laughs> That's Mutar. So he says, didn't you teach us that? That Uziyah again was a Mitzorah Mukhlat when he had Yotam. The Gebra comes along and says, Amar lo, so the bee told him, Af ani kach amarti. Yes, indeed I said it. And then what do you see from this? That a bee must hold that there's no problem for Mitzunah Mukhlat to have, uh, to have Tashmish. And therefore that's why the bee said that when he's a Mitzunah Mukhlat, he'd rather be with his wife. And therefore... It's okay to, uh, 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 we can take the bimi'ir behezgir sheni, according to that opinion. Because even if you're going to tell him tamer, you make him a mukhlaq. So what? He can still be with his wife. And therefore, we see that the bee did not hold of this kalva homer. Now, if you just want to see uh, quickly over here, Rabotai, there is a tosfot over here, a long tosfot. I know we're not doing all the tosfot because of the constraints of time, but a little tosfot we could do. Look at the tosfot. Yotam lo hayalo lo uziya ela bime haluto. Perush arav rabi klonimos dechtiv ubaod shishim v'chamesh shana yachat Ephraim me'am v'haynu menevuat Amos. In the nevuat of Amos, we have Amos with us today, also in the shiur. But we have in the nevuah of uh, Amos over here that says what? It says after Pishi Yeshaya Amra, even though Yeshaya made this prophecy, Yeshaya netnabe b'shat shenitnaga Uziyah. Yeshaya gave a prophecy of the Galut at the time of Uziyah's leprosy. Kedmuchach kera Yeshaya ra'ash al yedish la'ashu el yonim. The angels in heaven, the sorfo wanted to burn Uziyah. V'tachtonim lebalo, and the lower angels wanted to swallow him. They count this uh, from the time of Amos's prophecy. Two years before Uziyah became a Mitzurah. There was a Galut of Hoshea ben Allah, which was in the sixth year of Hezkiah. Uh, so he makes a Hezbollah like this. Samichesh Shanim. So it's 65 years from the time of the uh, prophecy. So let's see over here. Bet Shanim Kodim Nagor. Two years before Uziah became 
Tzara'ah. That's the, that's the prophecy of Amos, was two years before he became Tzara'ah. So let's just keep, keep track with the calculation, boys. So that's two years. Plus the 25 years then of Uziah's actual leprosy, which is the last 25 years of his life, which is 27 altogether so far. And then Yotam was king for 16 years. So that's 27 and 16. That's 43. De Ahaz, and then the 16 of Ahaz, so that's 57. Veshesh Lechizkiyah, and then 6 of Hizkiyah. Ayah Galut, and the 60 of Hizkiyah, that's when the Galut happened. That's 65 years. Again, let's count it again. Uh, we're counting two years prior, before the Gezerah, and then we're counting the 25 of Uziah's leprosy, that brings us to 27. And then Yudvav, the Yotam. So what's 27 and 16? 37, that's 43. And Sheshesre, the Ahaz. So 43 and 16. 43 is 53, is 56. The is 61. Now, where am I missing the four about that? How are we getting 65? 59. 59, so 59 and 6. Ah, so there you go. So therefore, 65 years. Now, Tosfot continues his proof. Yotam was 25 years old when he became the king. So therefore, he says, That must have been that he had a, uh, he had Tashmish, during his haluta, the last 25 years of his life. Because he was 25 years uh, when he was king. So therefore, 25 years prior, when he was born, his father was still Mitzorah. So therefore, he must have been conceived when Uziah uh, was a Mitzorah. Fine. Now, what is, what, what is, what is Rabbi Yosei going to do? What is the rabbi that says it's Asut after Shmish going to say on this? Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda holds what? Tashmish is Asur. So what are you going to do with this case over here? Okay. He could say that he became a tzara at Uziah at the end of the year, but Yotam was conceived in the beginning of the year. So if you have no ra'ayah, that mukhlat is mutar tashmish. You could say that when he was conceived, it was before the tzara'at came. Same year. Early in the year, he became conceived with Yotam. At the end of the year, he became a, so that's how he's going to get out of it. Okay, then the Tutfot goes in with some uh, years and calculations. Okay, what's this mahloket over here? Whether a muhlat is mutar bit tashmish amita. What is it based on? Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah Sabar, Gale Rahmana bime sefiro. The Torah only said that what? That it's asun bime sefiro, meaning during the times of his counting. <laughs> if Bimesifiro, when he's becoming Tahor, he cannot have Tashmish. So certainly when he is a Mukhlat, <laughs> that's his logic. Umor Sabar, but the Biudahs know. What's written is written. What's not written is not written. The Torah only wrote Bimesifiro, not Bimehaluto. And he doesn't make the Kavahomer. And Tosfot comes along and says, Yesh Makshin. 
למה אין רבי דורש קל וחומר? Why does he make this קל וחומר? הרי אדם דן קל וחומר בעצמו, a person is allowed to make his own קל וחומר, so why does he make the קל וחומר like the other rabbi? So he says, ושמא יש שם פרחה, maybe there's a פרחה of this קל וחומר, או שמא מצורה חידושו, or maybe the whole concept of מצורה זה חידושו, so that we don't add more than you can. Meaning the whole thing is חידושו, wherever it's said, it's said, wherever it's not said, it's not said. אינא מר, זין ימי משמע מיעוט. Right. We don't make a kavahomer if you have an explicit exclusion. The fact that Torah says the seven days of the sefirah sounds like it's saying only in the seven days of sefirah, but not, not somewhere else. So when you have an exclusion, that tells me don't make a kavahomer. Now the Gebarah comes along and says, You told me you're going to be meir, that what? It, 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 the ruling of the kohen makes him tahor or tameh. It's dependent on the verdict of the Kohen. It's not automatic. And therefore, the Gemara comes along and says, are you telling me, like we said, according to Bimir, if he doesn't want to make a ruling, he keep quiet. The Gemara says, yes, in. In a khiram, it is. Everybody agrees, by the way, Let's go slow. Everybody agrees that until the Kohen makes a verdict, it's not Tameh. That's no Mahlog. Ben Rabbi Meir, Ben Rabbi Yoseh, the Kohen's got to make a verdict. That's the Gibbara's question. Who told you that Sara'at is dependent on the verdict of the Kohen? Gibbara says, E, it is. As we learned. Ubiyom Hera'ot Bo. So on the day that the Kohen observes it, יש יום שאתה רואה בו, ויש יום שאתה רואה בו. So you see in this פסוק, that not every day do we tell the Kohen to look at the Tzara'at. Some days he looks, some days not. But what do you see from there? That it's dependent on his ruling. What's the case? מכאן אמרו, חתן. חתן, שנולד בו נגע. The guy, חזית, became a חתן, he got Tzara'at. נותנים לו שבעת ימי המשתה. We don't make any rulings on his sarat. Give him the shiva barakot. Give him the seven days. Lo, whether it's sarat on his body, ul betot, sarat on his house, ul dechisuto, or sarat on his garments. We don't want to rule his seven days. Mechem beregel. Similarly, if anybody, let's say, got a sarat on the holiday, notim lo shivati meregel. We give him the seven days of the holiday. So what do you see from over here? That it's dependent on the kohen. It's not automatic. Devreher bi Yehuda. So that's the pasuk. Ubiyom. The Pasuk again is saying, which sounds like there's a certain day that the Kohen looks, but it's depending on when the Kohen looks. That's the first opinion. The Biyuda says, you don't need that. I have a different proof. That's, that's the, I'm sorry, that's the Biyuda. The Biyomer, Remember we said by Nega of the house. What does the Kohen do before he makes a ruling? Before he makes the ruling on the tzara'at of the house, he tells the guy, take out all the stuff from your house. Why? Because once he makes the ruling that it's tameh, he's going to metameh all the stuff in the house. So he says, listen, I'll, I'll suspend my ruling until you take everything out of the house. But what do you see from over here? It's tanui on the kohen. If the kohen can wait to make his ruling for a voluntary item, meaning just to save the guy's property, 
Or the more so he'd be able to suspend his ruling for Medvar Medvar, for a Hatat of Simha, or for a Gait of Simha If the Kohen's ruling is suspended temporarily to give the guy time to clean out his house, to take out all the stuff outside so it will not become Tamer, which is a voluntary item, certainly the Kohen can suspend his ruling to give the guy, to give the guy Sheva Berachot, seven days, to give the guy uh, holidays. But what do you see from over here? That it's all dependent on the ruling of the Kohen. So the Gemara says, "By Benai, what's the nafkamina? Whether you learn it from Ubiom uh, Haroto or you learn it from uh, the Salat of the house, my Benai, Amar Abaye Mashmaut Torshin Ika Benai. No, no nafkamina. This Rabbi felt this pasuk was more uh, mashma, and the other Rabbi felt the other pasuk was more mashma. No nafkamina. Just which pasuk they learned it from. One Rabbi learned it from Biom Haroto, and the other Rabbi learned it from Salat Habay." The Ravama, no, benayu. No, there's a big nafkamina. Are you allowed to suspend the ruling for a voluntary item? If you're learning it from Sada'at Habayit, you can suspend it even for a voluntary item. But if you're learning it from the other Pasuk, you only learn from Hatan and from Regel, which is mitzvah items. So now be nafkamina. What is the uh, uh, reason you can suspend a, uh, 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 a ruling? The Gemara says, wait. Why didn't the Yehuda learn from Sarat Abayit? That if I can suspend my ruling on Sarat Abayit till the guy takes his stuff out of the house, so certainly, which is Devar Neshut, so certainly I should be able to suspend it for Devar Mitzvah. He says, no, 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 no. Dehidushu. Which means Sarat Abayit is a Hidush. So you can't learn anything from Sarat Abayit. That itself is a, is a novelty. Okay, the whole Sarat is a novelty, but Kandidat Sarat Abayit is even a, a, a bigger novelty. If you look at Rashi over there, he says, Baram Rashi, Lo Gamrinan, Dehavi Hidush, Ome Hidush Lo Yalfinan, Dekholeka Dika Hidush, Endecha Dabar Bo'ela Hidusho, which means maybe you can only learn, you could suspend your ruling over there, but not, not anywhere else. So that's why he has to learn it from a different place. Beautiful. Now look at Tosfot Rabotai. We'll do one more Tosfot. Yes, Yom Shi'i Ataro Ebo. Right? There's certain days where we don't look at the Tzara'at. And what's those days? Hatan. Or the Negev. So he says, Tema Lerebi Meir, Lama Enoro En Hakel. Adraba. We learned in our Mishnah that the Meir holds, you could, you could look at Tzara'at Lehakel. So therefore, let, let him look at the Hatan Lehakel, not Lehamir. So it's a win-win. If he's tahor, beautiful. And if he's uh, and, and, and and if he's not, he won't say anything. What's the problem? Let it be me. Just look at him like him. That's the first question. Tema let it be meir. Lama enro like him. Veod lemai de perish the benu yitzchak de kula alma betchila tesger roim like him. Leolam yakolot. Not only we learned the beginning of the gemara that everybody holds in the beginning when he's when he's tahor. Everybody holds. You can look at salat. Even Rabbi Yosef. Nobody says it's a problem. Because if you say tahor, tahor. So then, what's the problem? And then he won't say anything. Again, the mind depression when we talk to the kula alma betchilat esger. Oh, sorry. According to 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 the when we talk that everybody knows in the beginning of his skimming, his skimming is shown. There's no nafkamina roin leakel. Exactly. He can eat, which means there should always be a head to look at the hatan. 
If he's tahor, no problem. And even if his get is shown, either he'll remain in his get, no harm lost, or make him tahor. So therefore, what's the problem to what's asking? So he says, the odd. Okay, that's another question. So if Tosfot is asking, he doesn't know why the law is that you don't look at a hatan. There should be some cases where we will look at a hatan. Again, if he's tahor, what's the loss? again. We always look like kill. And even if he says his good, the chaurai should be, it should be permissible. That's his question. Okay, but nonetheless, what do we do see from over here, Abotai? That there are times that we suspend the ruling. So therefore, it shows you that's Talui under Kohen's words. Okay, Abotai, we'll stop over here. Tomorrow morning, same time.